You want to record an episode? Yay! Cue <laughs> oh intro music. <clears throat> Welcome to the Yahweh Shelf. Grab a seat and relax. We do say relax a lot for two people with severe anxiety. Yeah, uh, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know. um, So we're not introducing ourselves because if you're just now finding this podcast, how did you get here? That is very true. Um, There and there will be information in the. Yeah, not like we don't have description box. And also you can see our if you're watching the video, you can see our names. Yeah. Um, yeah. if you're not watching, then you can't. Lo that's siento mucho. Yeah, that's because that's how visual media works. <laughs> oh. That's how visual media typically works. Oh my god. Uh <clears throat> Asia, do you want to tell the listeners at home uh, how much you enjoyed me corseted? What um it was magnificent thank you i mean you're welcome you know thank you for sharing (laughs) it's always so impressive when big titty ladies like put on corsets we love to see it it's just it's i mean don't get me wrong i also enjoy wearing corsets on my small titty body but it just oh my god there's something about (laughs) So the butch lesbian who laced me in, who had way too much fun with this, mm-hmm. she said we were going to put those girls to Jesus. They were to Jesus. They were. They were to the Lord. It's it's kind of amazing. Like, I'm trying. I try to imagine having, the, like, first, I would, if they would, I would break. Yeah, would you like a visual aid of one boob? Like, it, one that's boob. my head. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Would you like a visual Maybe. aid? This is <laughs> one <laughs> boob. That's one. <laughs> That is a singular boob. I just can't imagine having this. It's heavy. I'm in constant pain. You know what's crazy though? Yes. When I think about, um, especially because you know I I also read a lot of Yuri and hentai, and then I see like all these anime characters, like all these characters who are literally built like me, but they have. Boobs like yours. This and is ha- unfortunate placement, I just realized. So this is cocktail zodiac. This oh! just says cock. It it does. <laughs> cock dia. Okay. Cock dia. Cock so we're just gonna move that up all the way. Thank you. Okay. And no. we're good. And we're in. good. Uh-huh. Okay. As much as I do endorse the message of cock occasionally, uh, <laughs> my family doesn't need to know that about my life. Do they really do they? It, does your family? Do they not know? They know. Oh gosh. Do they not know? They know. <laughs> well, but do they know that? Do they know about this podcast? Do they be listening? Oh, absolutely. Because no. I don't. No. no. I mean, I. You know what? Actually, my family knows, but I've told them they are under strict, like rule. Like they are not allowed to listen. I mean, unless they want to know stuff that they don't want to know. 
that's I mean, pretty much how and find out. That's pretty much how my family is. Is like unless you want to learn a lot of things that you had suspicions about, mm-hmm. uh, mind your business. business. Yeah, mind your team, mind your fucking business. Yes. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Head cannons. Bam, 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 bam. We're talking about head cannons uh, because it actually came up in Discord. Shameless plug: mm. uh, the place where I hang out and Asia watches me work like Django Unchained. Yes. <laughs> actually i don't even do that like, i'm i'm definitely a benevolent slave owner <laughs> the optics of this considering that you're also lighter than me shut up i knew it my head just now in my brain the i was optics, like gonna make a light skin joke <laughs> the optics of this i'm not as conventionally pretty and i'm darker than you I'm essentially a mammy. <laughs> no, shut up. You have, made, you have just made me a mammy. I really I'm going to edit this out because you're going to make me look like a colorist. I am not a colorist. <laughs> you're going to look like an Uncle Tom. You I have dark skin family. <laughs> you have made me a mammy. Here is my dark no. fat friend. <laughs> shut <laughs> up. I make do all the work while I'm skinny and light skinned to did. And I'm just okay. I oh my god. Uh, I need. Where's I don't have any. Oh, I do have tissue. I'm like I don't have no tissue or nothing. That was. Oh my god. (laughs) So uh, a head cannon for those of you that don't know is a part of the great Fujin naval metaphor list. Uh, fun fact, I love that, like, yaoi culture is built around, like, naval metaphors. I think mm. that makes me so happy. So your head cannon is usually the strongest part of your ship. Your head cannon is usually an idea or thought or a hypothesis that you have based upon a series or a character. And you use that to strengthen your ships. Remember, in great Fujin battles, cannons protect ships. We are not aiming cannons at people. Mm. <sighs> I have to say that a little louder for some of the children <laughs> who should not be listening to this podcast, but I'm sure are Actually, because 7% of you are under 18. Right. TBH, you know, normally I would say that they shouldn't be, but it seems like from my point of view on the internet, it's they need usually to hear the, this the most. Yes. <laughs> So to the 7% of you who may or may not be Wilden, uh, (laughs) we are not attacking people. We're attacking ships. Your cannon is to defend your ship. It is not meant to be used as a bludgeoning tool against human beings. Mm -hmm. No murder, please. It's also meant to be, and this is an important part about head cannons, heavily researched and influenced by a main cannon. These are not just meant to be the machinations pulled out of your mind because you feel like it. Unless you are me and you can do whatever you want. That's not how it works. (laughs) Now I'm not here to gatekeep because I definitely have have some head cannons that are just because I feel like it. But Mm. guess what? I don't present those. Right. You keep it. Because those aren't, I don't want to say they're not valid, but like there's nothing, there's nothing that I can defend yes. or mm-hmm. I'm going to use argue here, but I'm going to argue 
debate, I guess is the better yes. word about it. I cannot engage in discourse. Yes, which I was going to say, that seems like the most important part. Like, like what's the point? Mm -hmm. Okay. Again, you can be like me mm -hmm. and just keep it in your head because I mm -hmm. don't generally. But if you're going to, you know, share it with the world, mm -hmm. you know, it. I feel like it sounds more fun when you do have kind of like this. Well, I, I like this ship, and here's here's why. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And it just it it adds to it. You know what I mean? Like all that research no, you've you're, done. You're absolutely right. Like, um, that's one of the powers of shipping manifestos mm. are your head cannons. And again, these are supposed to be heavily researched. Mm -hmm. You are meant to pull. I think this because source, mm -hmm. source. It's almost like writing an essay. Mm. Your shipping manifesto. And I know I probably triggered a bunch of you. But uh, like, I was definitely like my brain went. Yeah. Surprisingly, I didn't like I don't like to write. Anyways, go ahead. I love writing. <laughs> I hate writing essays. Mm. It's not fun. Uh, my senior uh, research project had to be like 60 pages. I delivered it in a binder. That sounds like. I had like a 13 page bibliography. That was one of my senior projects. One. That, that's. Mm -mm. Liberal arts education. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote Ooh. 60 pages on uh, anime as cross-cultural communication. Excuse me. Oh my God. Offended. <laughs> Offended and triggered. I was trying to hold it in, but it just like, okay. But yeah, so your head cannon should be researched because think about a real cannon. Uh, so fun fact about me, uh, I love weapons. <laughs> I mean that's not surprising. I love weapons at a lot. All. So you think about an actual cannon. If you don't fortify it, if you don't pack it right, if you don't take care of it, mm -hmm. if you don't maintenance it correctly, if you don't aim it correctly, if you do not take care of your cannon, what they're gonna do is fucking blow up on you. <laughs> that's what cannon do. A, a, a visual. It's bad. It's really bad. When you don't take care of cannons. They explode on you and you tend to die. Yeah. It's bad. So <laughs> think of your head cannons that way. Your research, your effort, your mastery and knowledge of the series mm. are the wax. It's the packing material. It's making sure that your fuses are okay. It's making sure that you actually have a light because <laughs> fire is fickle sometimes. It's aiming it properly because those things do move and you have to account for wind and where the cannon is either on the ship or on the land. Mm. If you're doing volley fire, you have to communicate with others because otherwise if you do an improper volley, you're shooting into your men. <laughs> That's something that I would do <laughs> just on burp. Oops. Just, just fire wildly. Uh, my favorite uh, cannon packing material is mm. I love grape shot and I love nails. Like, yeah, like hammer nails, yes, coming out of cannons, yeah, shit, yeah, you pack those in real good, just nails. <laughs> the shrapnel damage is chef's kiss. That I love oh my anything. God. 
I love anything that scatters and causes massive damage when it comes well, to cannon fire. I just the the nail thing kind of trips me out because I feel like it'd be my luck it would <laughs> land somewhere that didn't immediately kill me. And so like I was just Well it's like, okay. So well, when I say when I say nails, it's typically like it they're doesn't big, feel right? hollow. Well, not, not that they're just big. Imagine a four or five pound cannonball okay. that isn't solid lead. It's right. full of nails. <laughs> oh. So it's going to be a lot in sometimes of varying sizes. That thing. So I would die. Yeah. Okay, there's good. almost nowhere okay. that that's hitting you that will not cause death <laughs> at some point. Oof, hopefully immediately. Fingers I don't want to cross immediately. Yeah. But also, you're probably not getting hit with just one is the problem. Uh, you're probably getting hit with multiple, which is, again, I love anything that maximizes scatter and shrapnel. I would be that creepy white guy in your history class who's too into World War II if I was a creepy white guy. But I'm black and I have tits, so I get away with a lot of things. But I like weapons yes. a lot. <laughs> well, I actually have a from The Walking Dead. I made Lucille because I cosplayed well. as Negan. It's right in their corner. So that's okay. the thing about head cannons. Uh, again, to hammer the point in, hi, we're talking hmm. about nails. I made a pun. <laughs> <laughs> This should be drawn from main series. Now, mm. we have to say the legal department has let us know we are not supposed to gatekeep the Fujin experience. Mm. We're not supposed to. Mm. We're still going to, but we're not <laughs> supposed to. Um, some of y'all need to be gatekept, is all I'm going to say. <laughs> some of y'all need to be. I'm starting to feel that way as well. You know how much I pushed against gatekeeping, and now I'm like, some of y'all know. It's so funny because one of my friends, like, he he does, like, the libertarian thing sometimes. And mm. it's like, yeah, just let people say what they want. It's free speech, not free of consequence. And I looked him dead ass in the eyes that some people deserve less freedom. <laughs> and he's like, yes. but that's scary. I know. <laughs> I just went full Ozymandias for a minute. It's like some people don't need as much freedom. If you're going to be one of those people who says Nazi shit on Twitter, I don't think you I need as much you, freedom. Yeah, I really don't. I really don't. Uh, so that's an important thing about head cannons. We're going to take two brief notes. Mm. Let's have a brief note about trans head cannons. Okay. Uh, we do not say this to be offensive or transphobic. We are merely discussing from a point of view of the culture and the discourse. Yeah. Mm. So I, I'm i going to go ahead and say up front, me personally, and I will, I'm assuming that Asia agrees with me, I personally have no issue with trans headcanons, as in you imagine, you being creator, imagine a character as mm -hmm. being transgender. No, I don't, I see, anything, I don't yeah. see anything wrong with that. Yeah, uh, I personally have no issue with it. I Wait, can, there are people who do, see, oh, okay. I'm going to learn some stuff today. because yes, you are. <laughs> The the thing with that is, technically, because media is weird, we mm. don't always have confirmation that would confirm that all these characters are cisgender. Mm -hmm. Now, we assume that they are, because they probably are, let's be real, 
none of these manga cars smart enough to have a secret trans character. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. It would be really... How could you even have a secret? Like, I mean, realistically, like, I'm not going to sit here and police what being trans means. Yeah. Because the whole passing versus not passing conversation is not something right. I'm going to have here. Right. Yeah. It's, it's 646 and I'm tired. <laughs> also, also with me not being trans, like, I would not feel... Yeah. With neither of us being trans, uh, <laughs> like, that is not a pool I'm going to yeah, wade into. Like, I'm just like, no, that's thanks. not what we're here to do. Again, I'm going to learn. Yeah, we so are merely discussing wanna... from a point of the discourse. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, if you are a creator who trans headcanons a lot of characters, again, on a personal note, I'm mm -hmm. fine with that. Yes. My air quotes issue is that this starts to add to the problem, air quotes. Mm of these are increasingly hard to discuss. Oh. Why do you feel this way? Okay. Oftentimes, especially with trans head canons, they tend to just be due to a lack of representation or mm. to be very, very frank, uh, creator nepotism. Creator is trans, ergo character is trans. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Bless you. Um, and again, that's fine. There's not a problem with that inherently. Mm. But it does start the trend where headcanons stop becoming this thing that is researched and has some canon information behind it and is more increasingly a flight of fancy. Mm. Now, again, using trans, head, using trans headcanons because there is a lack of trans representation, I have no problem with that. I think that that's fine. I think that's a reason why so many of us who make fan fiction and fan art do what we do mm. is because we see a gap in representation somewhere. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I don't have a problem with that. What I do want to address is it really does seem like that's the start of where the, the shift happened between the more traditional understanding of what a headcanon is mm -hmm. versus this is just a thought I had one day. Okay. I see. So I see, I see that. I see what you yeah. mean because it's like it it can be because it's it it could be kind of like <laughs> hard to on the one hand it's like you don't want to um necessarily I guess debate with someone right. about that because it's like on the one hand yeah like it makes sense why like why that right. would be a headcanon but also like from your point of view where it's like research and you have like like proof and all of these things right. and citations and things if, but if, also just and i'm fully admitting i'm not transgender mm -hmm. why mm. and i said that with love again like why what because especially like and i've noticed this with a lot of the creators that i follow there's definitely a trend of what characters people tend to think are trans mm -hmm. and i think that's very interesting i think that's super interesting so if anything i do wish we could talk about this more because it's like what about this character that so consistently people are willing to ascribe a trans narrative to. Mm -hmm. What about this character are people so willing to ascribe a trans narrative to? Mm. Like, I think that that's amazing. Like the two examples that come to mind are um, Hawks from My Hero Academia, especially in Smut, he is very often depicted as trans. And it's like, interesting. Why? And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just curious. The other is Leon from Pokemon Sword and Shield. Mm -hmm. there's a lot of art and headcanons about Leon being trans. Mm -hmm. Again, 
I just want to understand. I'm not mad. I'm not judging. I just want to get it. But that's oftentimes such a personal conversation that it's really hard to have. Right, right. Because it could feel, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, because I could see it feel like I could see like, okay, let's say that, let's say that I um, am presenting um, a a trans headcanon to you, right? Mm -hmm. Like it would be really hard to, um, again, like, because you don't want to. You want to understand, but mm-hmm. you and but you don't want to sit there and be like, "Well, <laughs> you're wrong for feeling this way." Like it's just, right. it's such a, it can be offensive. Right. Like right, and again, like especially when oftentimes it is so done mm-hmm. to create representation where there is none. Yeah, so it makes it very very hard to have these conversations because yeah, like that trend is super interesting, and I would mm-hmm. love to know more about it. It's very hard to ask people why they think <laughs> these characters are trans. Uh, mm, I can, yeah. And again, especially if you're using that as then like a creator surrogate for your transness, mm-hmm. I definitely can't ask it out. <laughs> right, because that because <laughs> now I'm essentially calling into question why are you trans? Right, which is such. Which is not what's happening. Yikes. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's like the optics of that is a yikes. Mm-hmm. So right. It is in these trans headcanons that you start to see that shift. Uh, here's another note about race headcanons and race canons. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say this one I tend to agree a lot less with. Mm. Uh, I think that there are some examples where it's okay. Uh, I'm mostly thinking about like Harry Potter and stuff like that, where uh-huh. it's like, oh, well, we can in theory ascribe Hermione as African American or of mm-hmm. African descent. We can in theory, uh, because when when there is not a stronger canonical read, uh-huh. I am more okay with you supplanting in a race canon. Mm-hmm. If there is a strong canonical read. I have some questions about why suddenly this character is not that thing. Now, mm. that is different than just having like black fan art of something because I don't want black anime Twitter to be more mad at me. <laughs> That's different. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> I just mean that if you're going to, especially like in the fiction space writing, if this character is not that thing, I have some questions as to why you're ascribing them that thing. The big Mm. thing that comes to mind is like, you probably weren't around for this, but on Tumblr, there was this huge like fan thickification, Tumblrfication of like the characters from Hamilton. And like one of them had like Thomas Jefferson, like much tanner than he is, Mm -hmm. even though he spent like in theory some time on an Island somewhere. Uh, Mm -hmm. No, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of Hamilton. spent time, but like there was like a version of, there's a version of thomas jefferson who's like mixed race and bisexual and looks like every gross guy at a starbucks and it's like that's not a headcanon you're just not doing history because we know what thomas jefferson looked like like i don't know what au you've created for history that is somehow worse than hamilton i don't like hamilton very much i I, um i have no feelings about hamilton i never jumped on that train when it was super popular and honestly just from the clips that this is probably gonna get me 
canceled or what I don't care. Uh, it's not interesting to me. There's nothing interesting about it. I, um, I think I'm, it it's cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I also kind of low key feel like it's pandering in some ways because I don't give a shit about so to white nationals. Some I don't know who is pandering to someone. It's pandering to somebody. I don't know who, but I just don't. I don't care. No, I agree. <laughs> I, I think my big issue with Hamilton is, again, it's this fanficification. Mm. Like, oh, maybe Jefferson wasn't that bad. No, he was actually worse. He argued against the intellectual capabilities of Black people, saying that we lacked free will and intelligence enough to make our own decisions, and called Phyllis Wheatley a hack, saying that she yeah. could not have created her own poetry and therefore must have plagiarized it. <sighs> Whatever fucking version you have in your head is somehow infinitely worse than what actually happened. Alexander Hamilton was a douche and deserved to die. He fought with everyone. He was incredibly problematic. When he lost in a duel in New Jersey, it was not because he was some Tumblr saint who rolled out of heaven saying, you know, free will and goodwill and air quotes racial equality. And that's on Mary Had a Little Lamb. <laughs> right. Like, that's just history. Like, that's my thing with that. Honestly, that's my biggest issue with Hamilton mm. is just you're not telling history. Right. That's, just not, like, what, that's not what happened. It's cute. Let's make it cute. Let's make know? it fun. Some we have cute. It's okay. right. like we, got some, we got some Negroes. <laughs> yeah, we got, got the coloreds out of the closet. Let's go. It's like, let's have them dance and sing for us right it just it feels like it, it feels more exploitative that way we're gonna get hella canceled uh i but, listen do i care for real though like it, yes you do you went into the woods the last time we got heat yeah but that was because people were calling us outside our names what do that you think was, they're gonna do now asia <laughs> over some hamlet if somebody wants to call us outside our names over hamilton y'all can leave you. get to step in bye bye you say that. I say that. You I'm say gonna that. I'll cry. I'm gonna say, fuck you. I'm not I'm not letting you have that at all. Like they can get to step. They were being us. I always I told my I was telling my parents, like I was like, you know, I talk a lot of shit, but most of it I would never so okay, I get to talk about owls for a minute. So have you I mean I know you've probably never seen this, but um, when owls get upset, they assume this like posture where they like get their feathers all up and they, you know, kind of step back and fluff. forth. They fluff up. And it's like people assume that that's like an aggressive thing. Mm. No, that is the owl equivalent of saying, please leave me alone. <laughs> it's like, look at how big I am. But really, it's nothing. It's air. It's literally air. <laughs> like that is Full the owl. Hot air. <laughs> right. That is the owl equivalent of like, please don't hurt me. Like <laughs> it is doing its best to demonstrate to you that it's big and scary because it desperately wants you to leave it alone. Mm, I relate. Fled yeah. Fledgling owls are very prone to this. Uh, barn and great horned owls do like a beak clacking because it, it makes them sound bigger and very demonic, frankly. Um, yeah, they'll clack their beaks a lot. Oh. It's very scary, but none of that everyone assumes it's like an aggressive thing because people mm -hmm. still think that owls are witches and shit. It's not. I it's the owl equivalent of like, please don't touch me. I'm sad. Like, it's <laughs> I am frightened. So yeah. please don't. Yeah, I'm frightened and I'm trying my best not to show you how frightened I am. And I'm desperately hoping that you leave. Mm. Just desperately. So I guess I'm an owl, although I don't really like owls. They're not my, I don't like birds. They're, 
I mean, I think black people mistrust birds. I don't know why, but we, well, no, I know why. It actually goes back to evolutionary biology. So in Africa, a scientist found a skull of an Australopithecine or, an Aus or a very, very similar human ancestor. Mm -hmm. And there was this huge hole in the back of the head. Come to find out there was an ancestor of the African crowned eagle that was feasting on our ancestors for millennia. They would grab our ancestors with their talons and they'd poke a hole through the skull and eat out the brain first. So there's a bunch of these skulls in Africa with like a perfect hole in the back of the head. Because at first I thought it was like an early version of a trepanning or trepanation where you cut a hole in the skull to alleviate pressure. But Australopithecines weren't smart enough to know that. It was just eagles eating us. And there's like net, what we're now assuming are nests or caches of these basically our ancestors who were eaten by eagles. So one of the big reasons why we're afraid of birds is because that silhouette of giant wings and talons often meant death for our ancestors. We've never, <laughs> we've never been able to catch a break. Like what the fuck? Just like from the beginning of time, the universe has hated black folks. This was in Africa, yeah. What? Like, in all fairness, there was not race at this point. We were just monkeys. <laughs> That's fair. At this stage, we, there was not race yet. We were Australopithecines. <laughs> we were large chimpanzees. So we're going way back. This is not yet a race issue. Okay, okay. Well, it'll, then be that's... A race, it'll be oh, a race oh, issue in a few million more years, but it's not a race issue as of yet. But that's why humans collectively have a fear of very large birds is because we have that ancestral memory of, Kah! I mean, cause they're predators. Like, right. They're so And they scary. ate us and some of them still eat monkeys. A lot of them actually do. Honestly, they would eat fucking humans too. If Humans are very nutritionally poor for most animals. I say oh. not being a serial killer. <laughs> Yeah, humans are actually quite nutritionally poor. Uh, oh. We don't we don't evenly distribute fat. We are remarkable. We, we, we know. Yeah, we I do know. not. We do not marble like steak. Uh, we do not evenly distribute fat. Uh, so actually, a lot of times, eating human will make animals sick. Uh, there was a case in Australia where a great white shark ate a person. He vomited up an arm, and then died. He was in a Aww. zoo. Like they captured the shark for a zoo. So now he's in captivity, vomits up an arm, scars a bunch of people, and then like dies. We're not we're not good eating. Even for each other, we're not good eating. Right. Yeah, that's cannibals almost always get some kind of <laughs> disease, death. Not true. What? Yeah. No disease that's transmissible like that, especially through the blood-brain barrier, would be an either sub-Q or on the epidermis. I'm not a serial killer. <laughs> I have to legally say I'm not a serial killer. Oh, 
I know too much. I know too much and confidently. But yeah, I, okay. So I'm lying. There is some encephalitis that you can get from eating brains. Uh, but that's like really, really rare and you have to do a lot of it. But like the occasional cannibalism that most people are uh, enjoying, enjoying, engaging Partaking in? in? Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, okay, if you ever want to have a good time, consensual, oh, no. <laughs> consensual cannibalism on Reddit, very fun. Nope. It's Absolutely just people not. making meetings to eat each other. Not for me. <laughs> Unless you go eat. Bless you. Thank you. The only thing I want eaten. I mean, I'm sure that can be arranged. But I don't want it actually eaten. I almost I don't watch, want to be careful. Be careful with your wording on Reddit. <laughs> right. Like, on hey, Reddit can you cannibalism eat this? forums. And they're like, sure. Absolutely not. Yeah. Wow. I mean, they typically go for like the thigh. Like they go for like a meaty part. Listen, uh, my thighs are the meatiest they have ever been and will probably ever be. And I don't have any to share. So. <laughs> I require this tissue. Uh, in theory, humans are said to taste quite like pork and are to be treated as such whilst cooking. I don't know why. I just again, not a serial killer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> again, not a serial killer. Um. So, with all that in mind, uh, how are head cannons used now? I mean, from my perspective. Again, as an outsider, mm -hmm. um, are they are they used? <laughs> yes, that's why we're doing the episode. <laughs> if they weren't, we wouldn't be recording this episode, and I'd be playing Animal Crossing. Listen, oh, yes. you know what? I need. Yeah, eventually, I was gonna say we should change. We should exchange. Um friend codes yeah. but every time i do i say that to someone i'm like yeah i'll invite you to my island and then i never do and so then i feel guilty <laughs> so i'm like well i don't want to i don't want to feel guilty for not so you're just not gonna do it yeah maybe i don't know yeah. i'll probably still do it <laughs> that's anxiety in a nutshell i don't want to feel bad so it's dead to me <laughs> like it's just pretend it doesn't exist <laughs> uh, but yeah people do still use head cannons uh mm. Unfortunately, it is kind of a clusterfuck. Uh, mm. As headcanons are increasingly just personal projections, uh, it becomes mm. harder and harder to comment on them. And again, there's nothing inherently wrong with that. But mm -hmm. a lot of what BL culture is, is mm -hmm. rooted in discourse. Discourse, yeah. And if you're just kind of... If you're just kind of jerking off to jerk off, I mean, that's fine and valid. And you can come over here with me. <laughs> right. Like, I, again, I'm not here to gatekeep the mm. experience. But, that's but it the... does sort of take the fun out of a lot of it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, or even the fun I for others. With that. Yeah. yeah. No, I totally agree. Because even I, like, as much as I say that, even I have a lot of fun with mm -hmm. discourse sometimes, you know? So I don't, again, I'm not like a fanfic writer or anything like that. Um, I'm too sensitive, honestly, to ever do that because as soon as somebody tried, as soon as someone told me that my ship <laughs> had holes in it, I would be but that's abandoned. The, I would, I would that's, abandon. That's the thing. Like, again, I always, I have such a love-hate relationship with how Gate kept 
my early fandom was uh-huh. because while it was shitty and a lot of it was rooted in misogyny, misogynoir, and just general white men being assholes, uh-huh. it made me such a strong fan. Uh-huh. So now I know this information. Now uh-huh. this ship does not have holes. I have patched these holes years ago, <laughs> decades ago. And they will not become unpatched. <laughs> like there's a part of me that again, like as shitty as it was, really did form a much stronger fan. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because I have had my ships sink. I've had them blown to smithereens. And I've had to rebuild them stronger and with more time in the narrative and more mastery of the narrative. Uh-huh. Like... It's crappy, and I hate that that's what it means, but I also just think it's such a richer experience of the work. Like, I have a hard time with that, with, like, people who are like, well, why don't you just, like, enjoy something for enjoying something? Because everything is propaganda. Mm. Everything is trying to push an agenda, and if you don't look at it critically, you're Mm -hmm. going to miss that. Everything is trying to tell you something. Everything is trying to teach you something. And if you don't pick up on those little things, you are at risk of being bombarded with information that is not valid or mm. important to you. There's a line in Inuyasha, and I'll never forget it. It was Kagome's back home uh, with her friends. They're at McDonald's because you can't say McDonald's. <laughs> and she's describing Inuyasha to her friends. And she says, he's violent, arrogant, and, de- and can't let go of the past. And one of her friends says, oh, he's an American. <laughs> I mean, not false, but like that's said intentionally. <laughs> that is not a throwaway <laughs> comment. That is said with intent. Mm. And if you do not examine that, why Rumiko Takahashi, an older Japanese woman who likely is much closer to the atomic bombs than any of the mangaka that have come after her, would have negative feelings about America. Mm. I think something that I will add though is like the problem that I see is that you well okay actually let me take that back because young people are writing fan fiction like I yes so very young people are but it seems like the ones that tend to have the 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 best grasp on it and like can understand what like the things that you're talking about mm-hmm. are not usually the people that really need to, <laughs> to, to be careful. Cause it's like, and that's not to, like, that's no shade to like, actually mm-hmm. it is shade to young people. I guess it, is. it absolutely is because like I, cause I was, I've been one who's like, Oh, I just, I don't really pay attention, but I do pay a lot more attention to what I right. read than I give myself credit for. I just, in, because I in general am not like, again, writing fan fiction or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just, everything's in my head, mm-hmm. but it's like, or, and then I regurgitate whatever like mm-hmm. is in my head in like video form or something like that. Um, but I feel like kids, because I, I, I guess I'm going this way because I think about Inuyasha is, Technically, I say technically, it is a kid's show. Mm-hmm. And it's like, kids aren't picking up that. And it's kind no. of scary. <laughs> that, right. You know, I, like, I don't really know why it hit me the way it did. Because I was, you know, 14 watching. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute. 
Well, no, I know why. I'm an I'm a culturally abandoned African American living in North Texas. Mm. So I was already ripe and ready to say fuck it to the U.S. Mm-hmm. because they didn't represent me. Right, right. I was, and so it was just like I'm not like that. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can. See, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. It's also, and this is generational and a tangent. Uh, there's an acquaintance that I know who I know also likes anime, but is younger. Uh-huh. So I, uh, I started greeting them in Japanese, sort of just assuming, you know, like basic weeb understanding of Japanese mm-hmm. and they didn't understand what I was saying. And like, to me, that was such like a line in the sand because mm-hmm. I know like when we, as a group started liking anime and manga, we learned suffixes and prefixes and we learned as much like Japanese as like high schoolers who were taught through manga could. Mm-hmm. So like at least your basic greetings, your thank yous, your no's. Uh, most of us know how to say sexy things in Japanese because many of us voice acted that stuff when we were too young and on school property. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Like, so just like that basic lack of rec- that basic lack of knowledge to me, which I'm, Mm-hmm. admitting probably sounds hella gatekeepery but like i don't know how you can live in this world and mm. not examine it mm. I, d- I don't understand how you can consume anime and manga mm-hmm. and not examine it when i was running the anime club in college we made we actually we had like a couple bake sales we made onigiri we made mm-hmm. takoyaki like we did these things and it's like because if we're going to say that we like this world, mm. we're not just going to be fucking weebs in a basement. Mm-hmm. I'm going to connect you as much to Japan. That's why we went out of our way in our constitution to be a Japanese culture and anime club. Interesting. We yeah. weren't just weebs in a circle jerk watching cartoons. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of anime clubs, to be frank, are. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you guys say that you like this stuff? Japan is a real country with real people and real traditions. Mm-hmm. It's not a made-up yeah. fictional land that shits right. out anime. Like it's because that was so integral to my understanding of anime and manga. Yeah, learning as much as I could. Mm-hmm. There's to get back to head canons again. Like talking about research, I'll talk about Inuyasha one more time. There is an, in those early Viz translations of Inuyasha. There is a lot of time spent going over. The suffixes mm-hmm. and one of them being about the ones attached to shishomaru being dono and sama mm-hmm. and the two translation differences between those both of course meaning lord or master but one being a much older and more respectful term for that than the other mm. so then who uses what suffix tells you a lot about their interpersonal relationships mm-hmm. That's something that if you aren't paying attention, you will miss. And that's something that is prime fodder to feed your headcanon. But if you aren't looking for it and you aren't paying attention, Mm -hmm. you're not going to see it. Even though it's really not hiding anywhere. It's right there. (laughs) (laughs) They spell it out for you. It's one of the big reasons why when translations are bad, going mm. from Japanese to English, it pisses me off so much. Mm. Because you've neutered a lot of context. Right. So, 
with that being said, what can make head cannons great? I mean, I am going to assume. Well, if you, <laughs> if, I guess if you know what you're talking about, like <laughs> having, I don't. Uh, <laughs> you know what would be helpful is if you read the outline before uh, yeah. the recording. <laughs> just a little piece, of, just a little nugget. Well. They're well researched and well thought out. <laughs> oh wait, I said well. It's when oh I can't God. read. <laughs> when they're well researched and well thought out, head cannons can be amazing little additions to lore and help you become a stronger creator. Read ding, verbatim ding, from ding, the ding, outline. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I, exactly. that was from my head. No, <laughs> I, I can see where your icon is in Google Docs. <laughs> Google Docs is a snitch, and I thank them for it. Uh, <laughs> Change nothing <laughs> except for giving me more storage. Please give me more storage. Um, oh, but exactly, it can really add a much richer read to the work. Hmm. Um, again, I don't like sounding gatekeepery, but really having mastery of the work is such a dying art. Yeah. And studying these works like they are sacred texts. Now, I will be the first to admit, I am old now. <laughs> And I do not have infinite time to do this. But if there's something I really like, I do still go in and I still do as much research as I can. Mm -hmm. Because to me, it's just a disservice to the work to not. Like, I won't take fanfic commissions for series I haven't watched. Mm, that, yeah, because you can hack it. I know people that do. You know what? That's like people that, um, do reviews <laughs> on seen. things I've never read, mm -hmm. seen. You know what? That because I was gonna be shocked, but it actually yeah do that all the time. I so. mean, and I, I I mean I know people that do it, and you know yeah. what? You can hack it. You can get seventy five percent there. I yeah. promise you, it's never going to be as good as <laughs> writing something from a series you actually know and understand and are invested mm -hmm. in. There's a reason why I just finished a fanfic series. There's almost 50,000 words about Jeez. a pairing, right? A fucking novel about a pairing where one half of said pairing gets one line before he dies. <laughs> because I've gone in and studied this text mm. the way some people study the fucking Bible. You know, and I, I feel like I say this every time we have like conversations within this kind of like vein. Yes. Um, and I know that you're always like, actually, you are a big, and I know I'm a, okay, I know I'm a fan, but I really am just like, I don't know if I like it. Like, I'm trying to think of what have I studied that like intensely. And the only thing I can think of is like, uh, like my vagina. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> I quit the podcast. You said holic, but okay. But here's the thing: even holic, yes. I ha like when you think about my um, head cannons, 
uh, which is for Hollick, which is really the only series that I have like a head cannon for. Um, it's very, it's a very obvious one. You know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't take. Like, of course, Domeki and Watanuki should be together. And then I have an OT three head cannon where Himawari gets to be in there mm -hmm. as well. And you know, but like that's so everyone see. You know what I mean? It's such a basic one. But that doesn't invalidate it. No, I guess not. Multiple just... people were writing about gravity, and that doesn't make it less interesting. <laughs> okay, you know, true. I know. Uh, I'm aware. True. Although I will say that. I don't know that I, again, we're going back to me and my issues with writing. I would totally read some Holic fanfic, for sure. But What's I'll never. Because I, I don't, I'm lazy and I don't. I just keep it if I keep it in my head because I don't I'm just like I don't want to I don't want to do all that it's that's like how I am about that's that's also why I'm not buff because I look at people who who do like bodybuilding stuff and I like how it looks but I want to do all that <laughs> so I respect the people who do I think that's what's the cool like that's what's so interesting to me is the people who really love it so like love what they're like they love their favorite series so much mm -hmm. that they're willing to to put that that effort that's so much effort and maybe i just it's a I lot of gonna, effort yeah i was gonna say maybe it's because i have kids but i know a lot of moms who yeah. also i say i know them i don't know them personally but i know yeah. there are a lot of moms <laughs> who probably have more kids than i do who still write fan fiction right. so. and like and that's the thing like, it's so funny because, you know, you said, like, oh, it's kids who are writing fanfic. It's actually not. Mm. It's still a lot of us. It's a lot yeah. of older creators that either never stopped or, like me, took a break and got bored. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, there are some younger creators, obviously, but there's still a yeah. shocking amount of the old guard that mm -hmm. is still on the Night's Watch. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I do think that, like, um... Because I think what I was trying to, I guess, <laughs> um, express earlier was not so much that it's mostly kids that write it. It's mostly, I feel like it's mostly adults who write it and can understand, like, the nuances. Mm -hmm. But it's the kids who are the ones who really <laughs> need to be um, careful because they're not necessarily able to discern things in the same way that adults are so when the kids are writing fanfic if they are mm -hmm. um i'm like do you did you understand the assignment you know what i mean you, right. you know what i mean so right. yeah like definitely adults are out here um still you know, doing the lord's work still do, yeah <laughs> i mean to the to the uh annoyance of a lot of the youngins because they're like ew you're, you're sexualizing that. my I love that the kids assumed that we would age out of fandom. And in all fairness, I did too. Mm. I remember graduating from high school. I gave away a bunch of my manga. I gave away my Naruto <gasps> headbands. I did that because I was like, you know what? I'm an adult now. This is dumb child stuff. I'm going to leave it behind. And then I had a guy buy me manga for my birthday my sophomore year. And mm -hmm. it's like all of it came back. See, that is such an interesting... Like, maybe it's because... I mean... 
for one, like I didn't start reading manga until I was an adult. <laughs> so I, it was just never something that I've even considered. I, if anything, I've grown into it mm -hmm. um, just because like when I was younger, I don't No one. I never saw anyone getting made fun of for being a nerd, I but did. like, see, that's because like, okay. Cause you went to, you also went to a bigger school than I did. Right. Yeah. Well, so I started yeah. getting teased for it in junior high. I actually had mm -hmm. a guy, uh, deface one of my manga because i was reading it uh during a study break and he like that is so weird yeah so like i also you have to just consider like socialization mm -hmm. i'm a black southern debutante mm -hmm. i can't do nerd shit uh see it's i feel like i have oh. to get married and make black children as we discussed earlier right, right. like I, I i can't keep doing nerd shit that is such an interesting because like i don't i just had that's why I like having these conversations because the perspectives are so interesting. Because, yeah, like, I mean, I was a – it's interesting because I was a cheerleader mm -hmm. all through high school. Mm -hmm. um, but I was also, like – I was pretty openly nerdy, but mm -hmm. in just a different – in a different way. So like, I didn't see people getting made fun of and I didn't get made fun of, but also I think, cause I was a cheerleader and it's a small school. Like I went to mm -hmm. a very small school. So everyone mm -hmm. kind of like knew each other from like mm -hmm. elementary school and up. So mm -hmm. like people already knew I was, you know what I mean? Like everyone's right. known I was weird from like jump. jump. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've always been into, again, I've, I feel like I've said this before that my introduction into like nerd stuff was through video games. Mm -hmm. And so like people, like video games, I think have always been cool. <laughs> um, and so I was playing stuff like, you know, I don't know, that's Final Fantasy and that's all that true. stuff. That's super one gate capped and two gate capped by really? mostly men. So, so much so of my experience was that. Mm -hmm. This stuff, one, isn't for girls. Mm -hmm. Two, of girls are doing it, it's for attention or they're doing mm -hmm. it wrong. Mm -hmm. Or three, that I don't really know what I'm talking about. Jesus! Like, this is blowing my... Because this is stuff that I didn't hear until later. Like, right. up in, like, in my adulthood. Like, in my, you know, adolescence and stuff. I also have two brothers. Maybe mm -hmm. that. Because, like, so it was always, like, whatever my brothers were doing, mm -hmm. um, despite mm -hmm. them being younger than I am whatever they were doing i also wanted to do yeah and i didn't <laughs> you know? have that as yeah a child. right so, yeah no it's completely the opposite wow. and also i mean to talk about representation briefly mm -hmm. there was no model to be a nerdy adult who's of color mm -hmm. back then there was no model mm -hmm. for that the only models were like these neck beard mm -hmm. mouth breathing obese basement dweller white guys with horrible acne who were dicks there was yeah. no model of being like a, a human being that contributes to society meaningfully right. but right. also still happens to like anime and manga yeah there's just not a model for that it was the gross dude in a fedora <laughs> who jerks off with his waifu pillow and has like a waifu in each hand like eh, like a little horrible <laughs> goblin there's, you know what? There's no cultural model for someone like me yeah. who has a degree, mm -hmm. has a day job, and day job knows I'm nerdy and is fine with it, mm -hmm. can hold a conversation about literally almost everything, mm -hmm. but is still unapologetically nerdy and weird and eclectic and cosplays. There's wigs. I'm looking at wigs <laughs> right now. Yeah. Like, there, there's not a model for mm -hmm. that. 
culturally. Right. That is very true. It actually, like, I'm, I'm realizing that, because my, actually my stepmom had said this to me and I was, I'd been unaware of this, but she was like, you know, you've always just done your own thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? That is actually very true. I've literally just always, I like this. I don't care if you, you know, so I just never, also, I, again, grew up in a very small area mm -hmm. where I kind of lived in a lot of ways in a bubble mm -hmm. to where like people just accepted me. They're like, oh, that's just Asia. She's, she's weird. And, you know, she likes weird stuff, but they still liked me. So I was never, mm -hmm. I was never like shamed for liking nerdy stuff. No, I got shamed by family for liking like white people music mm -hmm. <laughs> but other than that like no I, I didn't really get um made fun of for you know liking nerdy things um and even it and it wasn't a, even until after wait have I ever you know I when I think about it no I don't think I've ever because I definitely have dealt with men like, you know, get, treating you different, like treating you a certain mm -hmm. way when you walk into a comic book shop, mm -hmm. um, which is why for years I didn't want to go into a lot of comic book shops, at least not alone at first. Fair I would go with like Matt. Yeah. But um, after a while, I started to realize that like more than anything, it was just, it was dudes like, oh, wow, you like this. Oh, that's so cool. And then they just leave it at that. I, I'm wondering if, there are a lot of factors that I th yeah yeah. There was a, I, there, yeah. there was one time I was at the card shop because I still play Yu Gi Oh for some reason, and I was Why going not? through. Yeah, life is short. I was going through cards, and this guy comes up to me, and he's like, "Oh, you know, do you actually play Yu Gi Oh?" And mm. I like I have cards in my hand, like I'm going <laughs> through boxes. I have cards in my hand. And I looked at him and said, "No, my parents are somewhere in the store shopping, and they left me here years ago." It's the years ago for me. <laughs> <laughs> like I've just been in the same spot, <laughs> like fucking Bruce Wayne. I visit the same spot every year, just waiting for them to come back. <laughs> like yes, like I have cards in my hand. I have a pile, like yay high of cards that I'm intending to either purchase with money or sexual favors. Like <laughs> I'm going. Yes. Yes. And even if I'm not, even if I am just one of those fucking people who are like, oh, pretty picture. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. Just let me live. <laughs> if I am one of those people, which I am not. He's just like, oh, pretty picture. Pretty picture. No. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> Mind business. If I get one more fucking incompetent man who looks at me while I'm doing a thing, oh, do you actually like this thing? Eat my asshole. I'm wondering, maybe I give off don't fucking talk to me vibes when yeah, I'm it's out. It's the round about. face. I look like a cherub and I'm not. Like, because I people, there was one time when I was at a bookstore where a guy did approach me. Um in the manga section and it was literally like he was so nice and he <laughs> like um but he had recommended spice and wolf which is not a good series i didn't say it um I, well okay i'm not gonna say that it's not good it just didn't 
grab me because I did I took his advice and got like a couple of the and I was just like I mean this is fine but it wasn't for me um I could see why he liked it though because you know because it's a male power fantasy of fucking a wolf I mean it's I I don't know I didn't get that far so I can't really flailing male power fantasy about fucking a wolf when you have no discernible positive characteristics at all so, so I haven't read enough of the series to, to you know, actually review, but I'm just like, you know, I wasn't grabbed. Oh, look at you trying to be balanced um, for once. <laughs> I wasn't grabbed. Look at, you try, so, look at you trying to leave me on hot take mountain. Well, it's only because I haven't read it. If I had look read it, at you. Listen, if I had read the whole thing, I would probably be right there with you. Look at you trying to leave me um, on hot take mountain. But uh, I, I, I know too many people who, whose tastes I generally trust bad. also like it. And so I'm like, I'm in a, a, a space where I'm like, I don't know. I have to read it first to like okay. really make, I don't know if I them. will, <laughs> but I'm, Coward. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't like to talk about things that I haven't fully read. Unless it's Naruto. I do like to talk shit about Naruto. But Naruto that's really tongue and cheek. It's really tongue and cheek. Naruto is not hurt. Yeah, because honestly, Naruto is not like. It's not the worst. It is really not. It I really just enjoy. It. I just really enjoy uh, annoying people and talk about, talking shit about Naruto. And also One Piece. One Piece. One Piece. They deserve it it's just funny to me and people get so upset and i'm like do you yeah. know that i don't actually care one piece fans deserve it i say as a former one piece fan Amen. Um, so uh what are some of our head cannons relating uh-huh. to bl or canon or non-canon ships i mean you want me to go first yes <laughs> you want to popcorn back and forth or do you want me to run through my three and you run um, through your three what's Which one? Let's just do three, three. That way, we we don't have to forget. I don't know where that came from. I don't know what that I re- means. I don't know either. That's why uh, there's an outline with points. Yeah. Uh huh. Almost like I do this on purpose. Uh huh. So go ahead. Whichever one of us travels to meet the other first, I hope you know you're getting a hug and then like a prompt punch in the neck. Like it's gonna be one of those hugs that's like a little bit too tight and then just like trying to break my It's gonna be just like it's gonna be a little like that little crescent moon that you get when nails press into skin. It's gonna be just a little too tight. I'm like looking at you like (laughs) right, and it's just gonna be. Be the neck. <laughs> no one's gonna know where it came from. No one's gonna know that it's been years of abuse building up. No one's gonna know. This is gonna look a random act of black on black violence. There's gonna be some inner city crime. When this has been a calculated, I have been training my whole life for this moment. <laughs> Uh, so my three, I tried to keep them as BL as possible. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist, uh, I completely believe that Roy and Hughes have touched dicks, especially in Ishbal. Uh, but mm. I do believe that they stopped seeing each other like the minute Hughes got married. Aww. 
I respect yeah. the sanctity of that marriage so much. Right. As we all should really. Yeah. So, so I, 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 I do headcanon that Roy also respects that, but I completely believe that they a hundred percent have fucked in the past. Mm. <laughs> Those mm. men have laid together. There is mm. no other reason for anyone to have as much loyalty to Mustang as mm-hmm. they have. Mm-hmm. Because you know really, what? as Rit, he's quite unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, that's headcanon one. I likey, I likey. Two is actually from Hitalia. It's not mm. as BL, but it's essentially BL. Uh, France's birthday uh, is july 14th bastille day Mm -hmm. and i've always had huge issues with that because if you know anything about the french revolution bastille day was one of the bloodiest days of the that kicked off the terror of the Mm -hmm. revolution and if you know anything about france's character why in the fuck would he celebrate his birthday on a day like that so because we can only assume that of course france the country is much older than the storming of the bastille that the day was up until that point, uneventful, and every birthday after has now been somewhat somber and quiet. So again, when we talk about headcanons <laughs> and research, when you talk about headcans and research, that's pulling in actual historical knowledge mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then fusing it with character information. So knowing that France really loves parties but tends to be a little bit more introverted at times, that one, he would absolutely be a, the person to make his birthday a huge deal because he's a cancer like I am. <laughs> you know, but it also just doesn't make sense that they would have his birthday as like one of the saddest days in French history. Like it's not. Mm. So the, the, the thought process was for he to cause was that like, you give it to like an independence day or something, but you wouldn't call the Bastille day an independence day for France. Mm-hmm. Bastille day literally is just the day the Bastille prison was stormed mm. there. It kicked off the second wave of the French revolution. And as the terror, where all of the guillotine and stuff happened. Uh So it really isn't an independence day. It's not really anything worth the fanfare that it kind of later gets. Right. So it makes no sense to make that his birthday. Also, again, considering that he existed for literally thousands (laughs) of years before Bastille day. happened. Right. Right. And I give him, like he existed for thousands of years beforehand, <laughs> but pop off, I guess. <laughs> oh. So that's a really, really solid headcanon, mm-hmm. as in you're pulling in a lot of different information from a lot of different places, which again, you should be. It should not just mm-hmm. be a machination of one horny brain in theory. <laughs> in theory. <laughs> Sometimes it is. But headcanons at their mm. best tend not to be. My final is one that I think Asia probably agrees with me with. Uh, an antique bakery. Uh, while Ono says he is super over Tachibana being garbage to him when they were in high school, I mm. do not believe that to be the case at all. Oh. As evidenced by everything he does in the dojos. <laughs> and fucking Tachibana's essentially ward revenge right like i don't necessarily enjoy making ono that duplicitous but i will say i do not think it is past his character right well and he may not even be 
like consciously aware of it. That's mm-hmm. that's trauma. <laughs> that was right. tra- that was a traumatic moment for him. Of course, like, and you know he didn't have therapy because nobody in Fumi Yoshinaka's <laughs> story. Right. He definitely therapy. didn't get therapy for it. But yeah, like I also <laughs> I tend to headcanon that because it helps me cope with the fact that Tachibana gets a pass in this series. He's mm-hmm. awful to He's Ono. He's so awful, awful to a lot of people. And I get it. He had trauma and he was suffering and blah, blah, blah. But he was still garbage to a lot of people and really gets a pass. And that bothers me. Mm -hmm. As someone who's had to write a lot of passes, I would like to write no more. Now I choose violence. That is absolutely fair. Tatiana really is not... Um, okay, I don't. I'm trying to step away from saying good or bad people because I feel like everyone has the capacity to, you know. Also, he's but these are real. characters, right? I was saying, but yeah, these also, are characters. He's not real, so he's awful. Because <laughs> he, he only has one. He's like, like we see that, and he's yeah. he's trash. So yeah, I mean, he I mean, does, lovable trash, low key. Yeah, but, he does apologize, but I think yeah. Ono forgives him way too quickly. And mm-hmm. before anyone tries to at me, well, it's been like 20 years, uh, Ono is the pettiest hoe you will ever meet in a narrative. When's I, his birthday? Is he a Cancer? I think he's a Gemini, actually. Right. That. Right. I'm almost a Gemini, I, and they I are think so a, petty. I, I think and he's a Gemini. <laughs> You scale no, and you're right. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily think that it's all like intentional. Like I don't think mm-hmm. he has like you know a dartboard with Tachibana's face on it and he's like right. throwing darts at it every night. I think he's just not as over it as he thinks, yeah. which is fair and valid. Yeah. Also, like this idea that like we we have to get over things just because mm-hmm. it happened X amount of years ago. Mm-hmm. That's not. That's not how time works yeah honestly. that's not how trauma that's works. not how trauma works um time is stupid it is. <laughs> time is a con well everything is a construct uh, anyway the point is because time so, is not real and- so to deepen the head canon think about just like that first that first volume of antique bakery where ono applies to work there one that name is not that common again before you at me with Keichiro Tachiban is a common name. It's not. Or Keisuke, depending on which translation you get. Yeah. It's either Keisuke or Keichiro. I always knew it as Keichiro. Mm. One, that's not going to be a super common name, especially in that area. So don't at me with that shit. <laughs> Two, the minute Ono walks in and sees a dude who's the exact fucking same, he has not aged. Right. Not <laughs> he has gotten else. taller. Because <laughs> he doesn't grow the porn star mustache until later. <laughs> So and even with that, he still looks right. The, the same, same fucking guy. And it's like it doesn't just leave. <laughs> it doesn't just he knew. walk <laughs> out. <laughs> because that's what I would do if I'm mm-hmm. applying for a job and I look at whoever's trying to hire me and they call me a slur. Right. I am picking up my shit and I'm leaving. I'm not saying immediately. Word. I'm getting my knives. I'm getting my apron and I'm backing out like this. <laughs> and they're just saying they're like, yeah, who? No, absolutely not. So this whole bullshit of like, oh, maybe he didn't recognize him. He had to. Mm-hmm. Ah, mm-hmm. So no. Oh no, it's not over it. And if you're gonna tell me that he is, I think you're a fucking liar. <laughs> and debate me. 
because I do I don't think he's over it. I fundamentally don't. Mm. Other again, why is he still working with Tachibana? He has done nothing to redeem himself outside of give Ono money for him to buy nice clothes. Ono is making the most money out of anyone in the antique. Ono is using Tachibana and milking his guilt. As you know what? Which I do that with one of my abusive aunts. So game recognize game. This is not a headcanon done in shame. I do the exact same thing. Mm. <laughs> Which is why I can spot it. Yes. <laughs> oh no, it's over here baking cakes, talking about a Hermes bag. Bitch, unless you're prostituting, you cannot afford Prada making cake. Mm. You don't work for a hotel chain. You're not doing anything like that. You don't work for an amusement park. Or a really, really nice restaurant like a Nordstrom's. You don't do anything like that. You are in some guy's fucking nice vintage basement selling cakes out of a window. You can't afford Prada. And that's on period. <laughs> right. That bothered me so much. Oh my god! Like I think I actually looked up like what pastiers make. It's not that much. They no, can't. No. They do definitely have the capacity to make a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, but it's not wearing fucking Prada regularly. Money. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. It's not. It's not Hermes bag money. It's really not. It's. It's um, not. It's. Mm -mm. Yusuke. <laughs> oh gosh anyways <laughs> well remember how during our Fujocon panel I said some of us have been on X Games mode for 20 years that's what uh -huh. I mean some of us have been on X Games mode for 20 years and we have just had time to just sit and just stir these pots Asia you're black Excuse enough you know, have you ever made a roux yes well you know how Yes. I'm a, what do you mean? It's not well, a technicality. Because, uh, yes. <laughs> it's not a, but it didn't work out for me. Okay, but the answer is yes. Like yes. It's not, okay, it's not. It's a yes or a no. This isn't a Schrodinger's cat scenario. Either have you or have you not. I was not asking about the quality of the room. I was right. simply asking whether you have or you haven't. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you know how in a lot of Southern households, you don't ever like clean that roux pot. Like it's the right. same roux. You just keep adding to it. Right. Cause that's flavor. what fangirls do with head cannons. We just, we've just been stirring this shit. Um. Some of us for 20 years, that roux is thick and you can murder someone with it. Just beat people with that. <laughs> like a pan of hot grits in a Tyler Perry movie. Oh God. Speaking of, <laughs> Do you know who Kenny JD is? Yeah. Do you, do you watch her series Bad Movies in the Beat? No, I don't, but I should. You should, but and she recently she her most recent one is about um acrimony. Um I haven't watched it yet though, but but she's I watched part of it, like mm -hmm. what she was saying and she's like in defense of it and I'm just like, "Wait. So I have to watch it and also, can we talk about that clip that I sent you from a Tyler Perry movie where it's like, that's how you got the venereal disease, Walter. It was him. Boom. And then just goes across and chokes that, the woman out. Honestly, that is something that I will thank Tyler Perry for because it's such a messy, that was, ridiculous. That was 
so messy. Oh, so good. We're going like to share that. We're gonna share that on main Twitter. Yeah, that, that was, was so. But the escalation because it's like a family dinner and like one cousin like airs airs some drama and then now just all the cousins yeah what about that divorce attorney your husband saw and it's just like escalating 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 and it ends with an act of marital violence but it's like god damn excuse me oh my gosh i'm so sorry i keep yawning mood and same i worked all day today Mm. mood and same where are your head cannons okay so i kind of mentioned one of them already in the Mm -hmm. beginning or earlier um you know watanuki and domeki probably you know honestly okay i think that most people see domeki as the top but i will say that for me personally Mm-hmm. I don't believe that Domeki is absolutely um well th- they're probably verse but Domeki is usually the bottom cuz Watanuki gives me very like he gives me very much how do I how do I say this he gives me extremely verse vibes but depending like depending on the person like I feel like with Domeki he is mm-hmm. definitely the top Domeki would do so much domeki <laughs> will do anything for watanuki um and see, has- i would argue i would argue service top see but i can see where you're no. coming from because like um just and even after reading holic ray or at least the four <laughs> volumes that we have mm-hmm. um there's some like domeki does that he literally puts his life on the line so many times for watanuki right. and of course he's he just it's like his comfort place almost he just Mm -hmm. he loves being of service to watanuki Mm -hmm. and watanuki okay maybe i'm maybe i kind of identify with him a little bit because um we're just now realizing that (laughs) we're just now putting that maybe that's why i love i love Okay. Um, I definitely feel like in the situation with Watanuki and Domeki, Watanuki is the generally the top. Mm-hmm. Now, my other head cannon is as also okay. This one is it's not. It is also related to um, Holic. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is actually one that I've never mentioned out loud. It's kind of problematic, but I do ship Watanuki and Yuko. Um, Why is that problematic? Well, because the we don't know how old Yuko actually is. I mean, and she's, well, just just in case, and because he was a teenager when they met. But I don't think in my and, head, like and. they didn't start messing around when he was. It, it wasn't until you know a little later. I also don't care. I, I'm just you I kids, just you fucking children. I just like the two I like the thought of the two of them together. They, yeah, they have um, a fantastic they have dynamic. Such a wonderful dynamic. And in that case, I do feel like here's so in my head canon. So you know how I said that Watanuki is verse? Mm-hmm. Well, when he's with Yuko, so um you he 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 likes to be pegged by Yuko. Mm-hmm. Um, so she is more so the top, mm-hmm. if you will, with Watanuki, and it's almost. This is going to sound so creepy because I do not have like a mother kink thing. I don't have that, but I do. 
<laughs> kind of. I just mm, the way that their dynamic is, the way that he is, he gives off more like. Mm responsible vibes mm -hmm. you know as far as like he does the cooking and the cleaning and he takes care of her in that way mm -hmm. but he has this level of um i don't want to say innocence because that sounds creepy but this inexperience about other things no, and so and she yes and she is very you know she's so it's like yeah on the one hand he is more adult like i guess than she is but she's more experienced in other ways and it's just it's sexy i like it that's her um <laughs> so that's yeah that's two um and then to try to step out of hall let me look at hold on um oh you know what actually actually mm, no, actually, never mind. That one I would have to think too hard for. Fisha, so <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> well, because I was thinking about um, Paradise Kiss, and I was thinking about George, who is bisexual, um, and just in he's my favorite. I I love him so much. He is my absolute. Just he's a chaotic bi, and I. I love him. I feel like he's probably slept with everyone, honestly, in his friend group. Like that's my headcanon. He's absolutely that's not slept a headcanon. That's just real. That's just real. Yeah, you he's can't definitely... you can't call it a headcanon if it doesn't exist. <laughs> he's definitely has. He's <laughs> definitely slept with all of his friends. Mm -hmm. um, but I but I I really think that um, his relationship with oh crap, but I cannot remember. Oh, I can't remember their name. Oh no. Um, the really fabulous one um, who is not, I mean, I, I read them as trans, but um, in the story, they're not necessarily, they, I want to say that they're kind of, they are, they're like a cross dresser, but like. Didn't the anime retcon that? What? Yeah. I thought that the anime retconned that. I don't know. I only, I've only read the manga. <gasps> What? Yeah. I'm almost 100% sure the anime retconned that. That is upsetting. Because yeah. I wish I could remember. Oh, I'm so upset that I cannot remember their name because they were also. Isabella. <laughs> yes, Isabella. Um, I love. And I'm saying they because I. If I remember. Yeah, I the, yeah, the I, anime retconned that. So <gasps> canonically transgender woman. Wait, so. In the anime, they like wait, hold on. So in the oh wait, okay, so th they fixed it in the anime. Yeah, that's what retcon means, retroactive okay. continuity. Okay, I was trying to think about what that meant. I was like, I don't know. Okay, okay, so that's not upsetting. That's good. <laughs> I was confused. I was like, what does that mean? Did they yeah, take they it retconned out? it. No, retroactive okay. continuity. Yeah, they fixed yeah. it. Essentially, okay, good. Essentially, yeah, because in the in the manga, it's again like <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty easy to read Isabella as trans, but it was very, but they, they were very much. I don't know about that because mm. what I remember in the manga is that there's mm. a lot of being upset about dead naming. So if anyone used her it birth was, name. It was kind of written as like a joke. Like it was made into like a joke. But is that bad writing or just a lack of, mm. because to me that doesn't make it any less canon. That's just bad writing. True. 
Because I've never I'm had do a reread. I've never yeah. had an issue reading Isabella as trans, right? In either format, mm-hmm. uh, I always just described whatever nonsense like that is just bad. Because also, keep mm-hmm. in mind when this series was written, <laughs> right? True. Oh, I'm gonna do a reread because, like, I read. I definitely read Isabella as trans, um, but I it felt almost like because mm-hmm. I was worried that it was for one, I was already worried that it was going to fall into those really kind of like Fushigi Yugi, how um, they did. Why can I not remember characters' names? But the <laughs> another um, definitely easily read as trans character who, mm-hmm. um, at least in the anime, <laughs> gets <laughs> like, oh no, I ha- it's actually my sister Spear. I'm not actually. I'm not actually tra- anyway that was such a weird and they called they called um this character by the you know you know the this the Japanese slur for um a trans person um mm-hmm. that I'm not gonna say here so I was yeah yes and so so I was I was worried that it was gonna that that was gonna happen to Isabella it wasn't mm-hmm. like that um egregious but i'll have to do a reread to see if i was just like being sensitive and (laughs) and triggered because yeah but anyway i definitely feel that isabella and george have a very i feel like they have a very um deep like a very deep relationship that may not it may not look like what we consider to be, you know, a traditional relationship, but it's very deep and there's a lot of love there mm-hmm. and also fucking like they definitely. Yeah. I actually, so I can speak to this one a little bit because mm. I, mo- I ended up modeling a character oh. or two off of that dynamic oh. uh, because I love paradise kiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I ended actually, so I ended up actually modeling a character and I, again, a couple of them after that. And I agree. I think there's definitely, or at least my headcanon was that there was intimacy mm-hmm. at a point. Yes. There might absolutely. not be intimacy now, mm-hmm. but there was definitely intimacy that, you know, especially, so for, in my narrative instance, it ends up being two characters that are trans, but in different directions. <laughs> one female oh. to male, one male to female. So there was intimacy there, but both fairly early into transness. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they both essentially just got to learn how to be their best selves together. Mm-hmm. Right. And Rather it creates than... this very deep and trusting bond that is yes. almost more like that platonic ideal of a soulmate of like someone yes. who does mm-hmm. complete you, but it's right. not necessarily something that you're having sex with. Or, but if you want to. Yeah, but you if know. you wanted to, you could. <laughs> and still actually be. Right. And it's like still be friends and healthy. Close and, yeah, and exactly. Love, yeah. Mm, I'm so glad that you agree. <laughs> Why would I fight you on that? I don't know. Yeah, I love Paradise <laughs> Kiss. Uh, that's always something that usually shocks people. I absolutely mm. love Paradise Kiss. I think it's, it's so great. Honestly, it's so great. Like, I don't see why anyone would not like it. I can see I know some parts of it have not aged well. Mm. I mean... Or as well sure. as possible. Yeah, I'll say that. right. I do think that it's still, for the time especially, quite revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Because oh, I don't... yeah. Because I do remember it being more canon that Isabella mm-hmm. is trans. Especially like, okay. with the dead naming and everything. I don't remember right. it being like... It's been like a... a 
that's fair. year or so since I've read it. So that's fair. Like I don't I don't recall it being mm. quite so like veiled. I I I do mm. feel like it was pretty hammered in, mm. like yeah. Like, oh, that's a trans woman and you will respect right. her. And like, please. Yeah. yeah, because George will beat the fuck out of you. <laughs> like, please. Everyone will beat the fuck please. out of you. Yes. Um, so yeah, like even though sometimes it is played for a joke, I mean, mm-hmm. also there's concurrent works now that still do that shit. It's so I'm so... not going to give a series oh, that, was, that started in 1999. Right. True. Any Too much crap. Yeah. For we're doing something that people in the year of our Lord 2021 still are still do. doing. And to real people. Sometimes I hate, like, sometimes I really hate it on this planet. Like, Earth is so ghetto. <laughs> Earth's real ratchet. You're right. Ghetto. Have you not heard that song? I have. It's so I exist great. on the internet. I have. <laughs> oh, wait. Side note. One more headcanon, just a bonus one that I want to mention. Sure. Um, has to do with Animal Crossing. So, <laughs> yes, my all of my villagers are well above... Um, you know, they are all old, okay? They're, everyone is at least 25 um, on my island. Okay. And um, so <laughs> for a long time, he no longer lives on my island, but for a long time, the character Kid, um, he is a goat. He's a blue goat. He's very cute. Um, he was my, <laughs> he was my Animal Crossing character's um, bisexual husband. And Kid was also dating Sherb, who is another blue. Um, I know who the characters go- are. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Sherb is gay. And so Sherb and I were just friends. Um, and so that was, it was hey, like. Did you little... make a weird polycule? In yes. Animal okay. And I also, I had a, like, and so I actually, all the, all the ladies on my island are all my, my girlfriends. So. <laughs> <laughs> so remember what we said our head can is not just being horny machinations um <laughs> remember what we said about head cannons not there's just evidence being... there's evidence because i have screenshots of certain of certain conversations where it's very suggestive it is and the, they always be giving me gifts it's literally a game meant for children what do you mean they give they're, me gifts. they're programmed to asia no Asian, no. And no, they'd be kissing. No. They'd be I'm, visiting I'm each other's not, houses. No. I'm denying you. <laughs> they, <laughs> you are, they'd be no, visiting each other's no, houses. You and are like, objectively, okay. No, you're objectively wrong. This is my island and I can do what I want. No. No, you can't. <laughs> There's a capitalist <laughs> raccoon. All my just... villagers. God. Oh, my God. No. No. You're literally wrong and I can't support this. No, you're objectively incorrect. Wolfgang was also he was a daddy there for a while when he right. when he lived on my island. No. Right now, Julian is um, I think he's my bisexual husband right now. Um, to re- and I'm also Rowan is on my island. He's a tiger who is like into sports, and he's he's my himbo. My himbo side piece. I'm currently trying to get rid of Clyde. I don't want him on my island. Who is Clyde a horse? He, yeah, he's like a neon green horse and he's Ew. dumb looking and I hate him. Yeah. Uh he's dumb looking and I hate him and I don't want him here. <laughs> I'm trying to get him get rid of Snake. He's um a rabbit 
ninja thing. And he, he moved. Me. Yeah, he moved. He moved in, onto my island from a friend's island. And at first, I was like, "Oh!" And now I'm just like, "I don't want him here." <laughs> so I got it. I'm trying to get him kicked out. But anyway, I had a I had a small existential crisis. So it goes back to that point that you made about um, I overthink things. Mm. So I have Hamphrey on my island. And I actually quite <gasps> oh, like Hamphrey. Hamphrey is so cute. I love him. Um, but I gave him a hamster with a cage. And I had like a crisis of like, what is the difference between an animal that you don't eat versus an animal that you eat? Because like Pascal eats scallops and there's right. a museum. And in that museum, they have like convergent evolution where like, according to the evolution of that world, villagers and humans are on a similar yeah. timeline but they're not the same so like what is the existential dread of a sentient hamster owning an enslaved <laughs> hamster it's um i understand you're not you're actually not the oh i know person. i'm not i'm not no, like I... out of my friends like oh. you're you're like the second like only the second but like one of my other friends who plays animal crossing gave um apple yeah, the little she's a hamster and gave Apple <laughs> a cage hamster, and <laughs> it, just, it feels like it feels weird. Like it it, does. it it feels really weird. I don't like. I always say that I don't like these powers. Like whenever you're like, it's so cool that you do this. It's really quite disruptive because now I'm over here just like, what is the existential horror <laughs> of being a sentient hamster and watching your like dumber enslaved? Ver is it like? Is it like Planet of the Apes with Caesar and he's looking at like the other dumb apes like I can't help you? Like what is that world like? And then like what makes a villager then inherently different from like the owl that you see at night and the bird that you yeah, see? Yeah, the birds like, that fly away in the right, Yeah, Like that's speciesist and a bunch of other biases that we wouldn't like ascribing to humans. We wouldn't want to say that humans are prioritized due to intelligence. That's how you get genocides. Mm. So then how do we prioritize the importance of a villager versus the importance of another animal? Because you have Pascal over here eating scallops. I mean, I'm thinking that they don't consider, excuse me, they don't consider, um, I guess, fish and bugs as What makes them animals? less valid? I mean, they're bugs. So. There are more ants than people. Yeah, that's that's what's if terrifying. all of the spiders banded together, they could destroy us eight times over. Okay. Nightmare fodder. Like <laughs> right, like what what is the doctrine that separates these two things? Is it sentience? Hmm. Is it intelligence? Because if that's the case, you've opened up an ethical can of worms that PETA would have a field day with. See, this is my this is why I don't fun. like to think. <laughs> my brain is not fun, Asia. Uh, so that was a fun conversation about headcanons. <laughs> yes, headcanons and other things that I'm probably going to cut just because <laughs> it doesn't pertain to the conversation. But we sh we really, I yes. want to. Yes. What is our one year? That's this. That's coming up, right? I Have don't we? remember. I'd have to. I feel like I wrote it down somewhere approximately yeah. a thousand years ago. <laughs> right. Um, because I think it would be really fun to do like um, a retrospective. A re yeah. Just or like um, like not a blooper reel, but just kind of like things 
extra. It's like an extra things left on the cutting room floor. Thing. Yeah. Let's see. We'd have to go back to your channel. Oh, that's right. The original videos are on your channel. Oh, that's I, right. I do feel like it's coming up, but I'm yeah. not going to sit here and right. It no, right I'll now look at it later because I'm tired. Oh, <laughs> because right. I'm because I'm tired. Frankly, and also hungry. I'm yeah. Also that. Uh, but I mean, we're we're approaching our one year for when we started our own channel. Yes. So if you want to do it that way, then we are approaching one year. Mm. Okay. Either one. Either yeah, I think. Yeah, we're we'll definitely approaching one year for that one. Mm -hmm. uh, which brings us to uh, before we talk about other stuff, some housekeeping. Yep. Uh, next month is my birth month, and hey. like the spoiled Roman emperor that I am. Uh, we get to celebrate with a topic of my choosing mm -hmm. and a reading material that I will probably be choosing this weekend uh, mm -hmm. sometime after I'm done with CasaCon. Uh, <laughs> sometime your, after. Your eyes looked so dead. Sometime after I'm finished with CasaCon. You just looked... <laughs> so like <laughs> so beaten down and tired because <laughs> i am uh because i am uh so to be determined on the reading but the topic we're covering is non-con and dub con <laughs> non-consent <Yay>. <laughs> i'm actually not that but i think it'll be a really fun conversation um well i say fun we're That's gonna the best. we're gonna make non-con fun <sighs> i think it'll be an I mean, we'll, we will definitely have a lot to say. Yeah. Yeah, there will be many there will be words. A lot to say. There will be minty words. Um, and I also definitely feel like liquor and cigarettes is going to get mentioned at least once because of that the does fact have that some dubcon. It does have dubcon that I has... tried to pretend like it. <laughs> Yeah, like, that, that's fine. Because I mean, I'm into it. <laughs> I think almost all of our favorites have some dubcon, at least. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to talk about that as a trope because one, we really like doing trope analysis and two, uh -huh. it's not my birthday without Dubcon. <laughs> it's my favorite flavor. <laughs> it's, Ooh. it's my favorite flavor when I go to the ice cream parlor. It's like, I would like some Dubcon, please. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> It's my it's my favorite spice. That, Sprinkle it on. It's my favorite spice. It is an herbs de Provence. <laughs> oh, guess who's making a problematic spice rack design? I like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, also, we want to say thank you to FujoCon for having us. We had a great yes, time. That was uh, so much fun. That was so much fun. If there's I want to do it again. Okay. I would yeah. do it again. Yeah. Okay. It's fun. If there's a convention that you'd like to see us at, uh, hit them up and let them know that you'd like us to be there. Uh, so now that we've covered that. Oh, we also talk about parties. <laughs> July. Oh, yeah. Because it is my birth month. And also because thanks to you guys and your continued support, we just keep hitting milestone after milestone after milestone, Ooh. and it would be too much to kind of like celebrate all of them at once. So we're going to fold it into my birthday. I am being extra magnanimous and sharing my birthday for the first time. <laughs> I kid you not, the one time 
my so I have a younger cousin mm. and our moms like one year were like we're gonna share a birthday because their birthday is the 5th of July mm-hmm. mine's the 18th mm-hmm. one year parents like you're gonna share a birthday we went we did it at the Arlington Skadium it's uh-huh. a skating party what I did is I did the double envelopment maneuver from us from like one of fucking historical war <laughs> I circled around her party with my party and by the end of it I took her friends and her cake that's a very only child thing to do don't fuck with only children <laughs> that is a very we are, in, we are insane on a level that you are not ready for the double envelopment I think that that was Genghis Khan who did that I don't remember who uh, patented the double envelopment maneuver because I'm not that much of a war historian. Was he also an only child? It was Hannibal. That's who did it. Uh, I know this about Hannibal because he had war elephants. <laughs> yes, Aisha? I'm just trying to picture... A war elephant? Yeah. So imagine an elephant. Yeah. <laughs> so start with an elephant. With like a like like, with, with like a cannon or something no, on no, it. Like. No, no, no. The elephant is the cannon. So they're stomping on people. You're riding them into war like giant horses. They're using their tusks. They're scaring horses. It's amazing. War elephants are great. With one foot, they can crush a man's skull like it's a fucking watermelon. It's amazing. I, I feel like I feel like elephants don't enjoy that. Like that feels like abuse. Okay, well animals. it didn't matter because also <laughs> Hannibal marched them from Africa across the Alps to Rome, where elephants don't belong. Many elephants died, in fact, but the ones that survived trampled many a Roman soldier. They're probably pissed off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, Asia. War elephant. This is Babar. They aren't chill. Listen, War Babar. Elephants. That was such a good little. I loved Babar when I was little. Everyone loved Babar. It's impossible. <laughs> God, we're old. No, no one fucking knows what Babar is anymore. No one, no one fucking knows what Babar is. <laughs> Who in the audience remembers Babar? Uh, so that's our major housekeeping. Uh, Aisha, where can the good people find us? Um, I was gonna say why was why did I almost say up your butt and around the corner? <laughs> did you ever say that as a kid? No, Aisha, my parents <laughs> loved me. I used to say that to people, to like my brothers and friends all the time. I was, you know, I'm realizing I was such a tomboy. <laughs> oh, now you. <laughs> We're about to. Wow, well, I was really running around. We like, are. Oh my god, we were about around to the corner. <laughs> there was about to be scrappage. <laughs> Um, so you can find us <laughs> on Anchor. Yes. Also, um, Twitter. 
Are we going to provide names for any of those things? Or are we oh, just going to leave? Uh, the Yowie Show. Leave okay, there we go. You can find us on Anchor. Just go to Anchor and search The Yowie Shelf. And then you can yes. find us on Twitter at yes. The Yowie Shelf. Yes. Um, and also here on this channel, if you're watching, yes. the yes. at The Yowie Shelf. We're yes. everywhere at The Good Yowie job, Shelf. Good job, Aisha. See, you yeah. just, you got it's like, are we just gonna are we just gonna send people to Google and hope that they yes. figure it out? Do they have a little divining rod and they just they have figure a it out? Right? Is that what we're that they're scrying and hope that they yes. just find a way? Okay. Just, I mean, just... that's probably it'll work. No. <laughs> if you would like to support your, this podcast, you may do so at Anchor.fm/slash/TheAwayShelf. We do appreciate those that help keep us running financially. Your support is not mandatory, but is very much appreciated. Your money's nice. I appreciate <laughs> it. I don't need no help. I can do battle by myself. I'm a strong, independent black woman. I am a strong sexual deviant who needs no assistance leading the life of an ethical hedonist. And that's on what? On smashing the patriarchy. Have a good night, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs> that was a great.